Hello and welcome to the February 27th, 2018 edition of Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. Today we're going to talk about last night's uh, six-woman tag match on Raw. And we're also going to talk about uh, some UFC women's matches that have been added to the UFC's debut show in Santiago, Chile. And I'm going to start with that because uh, yesterday the UFC announced uh, that they'll be going to the Movie Star Arena in Santiago, Chile uh, for uh, May 19th. And this show will air on Fox Sports 1 in the U.S. and TSN in Canada. Now, three matches, uh, women's matches, were announced for this show. And I just want to go through them quickly. Uh, the first one, which I reported on last week, is uh, Suri Kondo versus Poliana Botello. This is at Strawweight. Uh, Suri is a Japanese pro wrestling star and kickboxing champ who is uh, converting to uh, MMA. She spent some time in Pancrase and now she had and she won her UFC debut in the Japanese show last fall. She won this match by split decision, but I thought she actually won it. Uh, should have been given a uh, unanimous decision. She, as as I said, she's primarily a kickboxer, so I don't really expect any takedowns from her or anything like that. Uh, but she's a very disciplined fighter, uh, considering she's not that experienced, and uh, she, she has a chance to be something. All right? Now, she's got a tough fight here because Poliana Botello uh, is a Brazilian. She won her debut fight uh, in the UFC. And the thing is, is that she's a big girl. She should be really a flyweight. But, you know, as long as she can make 115 pounds and it's not a problem, uh, I don't have a big problem with her fighting at, at strawweight. I'm not one of, you know, you can't control what fighters want to do. And she's going to fight at strawweight as long as she can make strawweight. Because it gives her a size advantage. She's a lot bigger than Suri. Uh, Poliana is about, I think, five foot seven, and uh, Suri is five foot four. I also think she's a... Um, a more complete fighter as well. So it's a tough fight for Siri, but you know, she's at a very good gym. She trains at the uh, Tokyo branch of, uh, of the Dutch gym Voss, and they are really good coaches over there. And they always usually have a pretty good game plan for her. And I expect uh, she'll want to control the fight in the clinch if she can. I think that's going to be a problem though. I think that's going to be a problem, though. So the second fight is also a strawweight fight. We're talking about Alexa Grasso from Mexico uh, facing uh, Tough 23 winner Tatiana Suarez. Uh, again, Alexa is a fighter that uh, some people think she has some potential. I think they're looking at her looks and not necessarily looking at her fighting skills. Uh, she's primarily a striker. Uh, she doesn't have a ground game to speak of. And uh, I just think that she needs to go to the next level to be successful. I'm not convinced that she's really all that great a fighter. Again, she has a very tough fight here. Tatiana won tough 23. She's a uh, complete fighter. She trains out of uh, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Uh, she can do anything on the ground. And she's also a good striker. Uh, she did have a knee injury last year, but she returned from that and she won her first fight back from that. And uh, I think Alexa is in really tough with her. And the third fight, which is at flyweight, will be uh, the UFC debut of Andrea Lee against uh, Veronica Mach Macedo. 
Now, Andrea, uh, most fans should be familiar with Andrea from her run in Invicta and also LFA. And um, she, the one thing she's got going for her is she's got tremendous charisma. She knows, she's like Felice Herrick in that way. She knows how to sell herself. As a fighter, it's tough to say because I don't think she's really faced top competition yet. Uh, you know, she hasn't really seen that. Uh, she, seen, she didn't really see that at LFA. And, you know, Invicta has a certain level. So, I mean, the UFC is a different, a different uh, kettle of fish. Now, her debut was delayed because she needed to be in the USADA um, testing pool long enough. But now she's going to make her debut. For, I don't know if Veronica Macedo is uh, going to be a test for her. I, I kind of doubt it. Uh, Veronica is originally from Venezuela, but she trains in Poland. And uh, she came into the UFC last uh, September as a um, late replacement. Uh, and in bantamweight, and she lost to Ashley Evans-Smith. Now, I think she's a little undersized for bantamweight, so flyweight might be the right place for her. But uh, I don't think she, it's clear whether she's a decent uh, fighter as yet. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. I don't really know. And uh, uh, like I said, I, I would favor Andrea in this, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, it looks like three pretty, pretty decent scraps there anyway. Now, I also wanted to talk about a hot-button topic from last Saturday's UFC show, and that, of course, is the end of the uh, main event between Jeremy Stevens and uh, I can't remember the name of the guy he was fighting. Anyway, the point is Jeremy won, and there was some talk about illegal blows and stuff like that. And here's what I got to say about that. The number one problem with what happened at that fight is Dan Mergliata was the ref. Dan Mergliata is one of the worst refs that I've ever seen. He has screwed up before. He will screw up again. And what fans have to understand about a guy like Dan Mergliata is the UFC has no control over whether an athletic commission will license him and use him. What they need to do with some of these guys who are really bad, and he's one of them. He's one of the worst. Him, Mario Yamasaki's another one who's horrible, and there's a few others, I'm sure. And, but these, I'm trying to talk about Dan specifically. He has screwed up before. If you go back many years in Strike Force, uh, that fight with uh, Ronda Rousey and uh, uh, what the, who the hell was it? Uh, Sarah Delelio, where he missed a submission. He missed that Sarah submitted. Okay, he's done that numerous times in the past and he will do it again and you just need to stop licensing him. Stop it. Take away his license. Let him go find a real job. All right, he's a terrible ref. Uh, listen, as far as the different rules go and the different commissions, it's never going to be solved. You want to know why? Because all of these athletic commissions, they want their own little fiefdoms, okay? They think that they're running everything but they only run their own little show. And I would like to see standardized rules. Of course I would. But it ain't ever going to happen, folks. So stop asking for something that ain't going to happen. So for me, the main thing, get rid of Dan Mergliata. He sucks. All right. Now let's go to last night's Raw, where we had uh, the opening of the show handed over to the women of Raw. And it started with a, uh, an excellent promo from Alexa Bliss, uh, in which she basically ran down the whole women's division on Raw. It was pretty funny. Uh, and until she got to Asuka. And of course, what she tried to do was play up uh, Asuka's, uh, you know, Nia Jax beating down Asuka after the match. 
after the match. And that's the reason they had Asuka do a flash pin because they wanted a post-match beatdown. But as I told you yesterday, Asuka is an expert bumper. She knows how to take bumps and it doesn't hurt her. I mean, accidents happen, but you know, it's no accident that these things don't happen to her. Because she's really good at it. Okay? And so and sometimes she oversells bumps, but that's another story. So Asuka came out, and you wouldn't know that she was beaten down the night before. But I told you guys that yesterday. I told you that she was, uh, um, she was fine. She was tweeting about 10 minutes after the match. And so, you know, this is, this, this is a special sauce. A lot of wrestlers do not have that kind of ability. But Asuka does. Anyways, in the end run, it turned into a six-woman tag match. The match itself is nothing special. Uh, but um, the bottom line is that it, it tried to advance the storyline where uh, they're trying to turn Bailey and Sasha Banks against each other. And what happened is on Sunday, of course, Sasha Banks uh, turned on Bailey and Bailey just retaliated on during last night's tag match. In the end, of course, they won anyway because Asuka took over and that was the end of that. And uh, she hasn't even said yet who she's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. And as I said before, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Charlotte. So. You can watch this video, the entire segment, unfortunately missing uh, uh, Bailey's uh, retaliation because I guess there was a satellite glitch, but the entire first segment of Raw is on my blog, uh, the entire video, so be sure to check it out. And uh, uh, hopefully I'll be back at you tomorrow. Uh, Asuka's Mixed Match Challenge matches tonight. As I said previously, I don't get to see that live because Facebook watches not available in Canada. However, I know I will find the uh, match tomorrow morning and I will post it on the blog and we can discuss it at that time. So again, uh, check out my blog. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll talk to you later.